You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. guarantee you I'm going to be the only critic to compare this movie to the film It Comes at Night, but stick with me here for a second. Do you remember how we watched It Comes at Night and we just would not let it go, still won't let it go, that in fact nothing ever came at night, right? <laughs> like this, this, nothing came. It was just completely a misnomer. Mortal Kombat obviously refers specifically to this giant cross-universe contest. I think you get where I'm going with this. Yes. This is movie Mortal Kombat is technically... A prequel to a Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> and not, in fact, a Mortal Kombat film. But, you know, hey, it's got all the things you fans of the video game series are going to recognize. You want to hear somebody go, come over here. You know, <laughs> you want to see, like, the four-armed dude. What's his name? Goro? Prince Goro. Will I recognize the lead from Mortal Kombat? The lead guy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the previous film that came out in the 90s, I believe it focused on Liu Kang as the main character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, despite it, it's not on paper a really good film or hey, anything. whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's not, but it's a really fun film anyway. It's one of like maybe five films by that director that I'm like, I watch that movie anytime and have fun watching it. And it has one of my favorite endings of any movie ever. (laughs) I love those, as I call them, I get to fight the dragon moments at the end of things. (laughs) I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But people were really anticipating this new Mortal Kombat film. And what I can gather from this is, A, there's an awful lot of Mortal Kombat video game fans. I can't play these games because my hands get tired after like five minutes and I'm like, okay, you win, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Too much button mashing and I suck at it. I went to bed at X, tried to play Mortal Kombat with me and she just was like (laughs) and would beat me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know the combinations. So I don't play the Mortal Kombat games, but there's a rich tapestry of mythology in them, which this new film incorporates an awful lot of, apparently, he said, not really knowing. But I question why everyone's so excited. Is it just because we want a big, dumb action film after the pandemic? It's certainly not because everyone's excited about the director, Simon McCoy, who has never done anything but commercial ad work, which, you know, makes a little more sense after you see this film. But hey, I guess y'all can already tell I was not 100% crazy about this film by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not the only critic here. Let me introduce those other critics. I've got Jennifer. Hey, folks, I'll be the only person on this review comparing this movie to jujitsu. (laughs) fair marco hey guys i'll be the only person comparing this to the video game i guess because i i am a big mortal kombat fan and trevor test your might (laughs) (laughs) and thus begins and ends my knowledge of mortal kombat anything that was in the first movie i know 
Other than that, I, I really don't know. I, like I said, I was a Tekken guy or Soul Calibur. That was good because you got to use all the weapons and shit. Love that. D, all of the above. <laughs> but I can't play any of them now. Like I said, I'm too old. <laughs> no, I had a long string of roommates who were really big fighting game fans. And so I was always kind of tangentially exposed to them. But because I was not instantly good at them from the jump, I didn't like them. And so I'd sit down with my buddy Sparky or with my roommate or something, and they would know the combos. They're pretty excellent players and either they would beat me to the point where it wasn't fun or if I would get a jump on them by button mashing they get frustrated because you know they're these excellent players and I'm getting by just by you know being very <laughs> excited which is fun for me because I feel like I'm doing well my Mortal Kombat knowledge largely comes from the movie which I was a fan of back in the 90s me like too this, this hit me at a time in my life when I was into special effects movies I was into martial arts movies it was a fun movie and it was probably my first introduction to this whole tournament style kind of kung fu cinema trope that we have that we see in Enter the Dragon and any of a, a number of others. Because I'm very familiar with wuxia films and giant contests of martial arts champions in Asian cinema. I've watched most of them. <laughs> like I watch a lot of Chinese and Japanese and Korean and Thai and Indonesian cinema. I love action movies from the East. So I figured, well, what the hell? You know, I like a wuxia film. Even if I don't know much about Mortal Kombat, this could very well be way up my ass. Plus, they're like, here's the selling point, fatalities. Unlike the previous ones, which were very mild. This one's like, yeah, yeah we have people ripping yeah. people's spines out and shit that people love that shit from the video games. I'm like, okay, I also like horror stuff, so this seems made for me. We'll get into that. This movie starts in 17th century Japan. I'm like, yay! <laughs> we see Hanzo Hasashi being attacked by a rival ninja clan led by Sub-Zero, played by the great Joe Taslam. They kill his wife and son. He kills all the attackers, but then he gets beaten. He thought Sub-Zero had killed off the bloodline, but no, there was one left. Lord Raiden appears, if you know the games, you know who that is, and takes the infant daughter away. So meanwhile, it's a pleasant day. Apparently there's Outworld and there's Earthrealm. You can guess which one we are. They're the ones that compete with their contestants in the Mortal Kombat, the big deathmatch tournaments. And apparently Outworld's won nine out of the last 10 and whoever wins 10 gets to invade and take over the defeated realm. So obviously this would not bode well for Earth. The problem is Earth doesn't have a lot of champions anymore. I don't know if this was part of the games or not, but apparently if one of the champions is walking down the street and you're an air conditioning repair guy above him and you <laughs> accidentally drop the air conditioner on his head and it kills him, then you get like the Mortal Kombat mark. It kind of works like the quickening. <laughs> yeah. There's no marks in the video game. It's just Raiden chooses you and that's it. So with that, you get powers, although it might take no, a while to figure that's out. that's also not in the video game. Yeah. Not in the video <laughs> game. Okay. Nope. Fair enough. <laughs> Creative license. The Outworld Sorcerer, Shang Tung, is getting warriors to hunt and kill all the Earthrealm champions. Everyone with the dragon mark. One of them's Cole Young, who's an MMA guy who kind of sucks. Kind of? He gets his ass beat every single time, but he's got a family. He's on the Homer Simpson track where he like gets paid to basically get beat up for a few rounds before he falls down. But he gets rescued by Jax who, if you watch Supergirl or any number of other shows, played by Mechad Brooks, which is uh, Billy Brooks's brother from Double Toasted. And he's the guy with, like, the big metal arms. And 
they get to that. This leads to him meeting Sonya Blade and them going on the run to try and figure out how they have powers and how to use them in time to make it to the final Mortal Kombat. And meanwhile, Kano, uh, who Sonya has captured, I guess he's traditionally a bad guy in the games. And here you're like, okay, he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy on their side, I guess, tentatively, played by Josh Lawson. And I'm just going to say flat out, he's like the greatest thing in this whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let that guy just say stuff. Everything else can fall by the wayside because he's kind of awesome. From then on, it's just attack, run, attack, run, attack, run, with lots and lots and lots of Mortal Kombat characters appearing, sometimes very, very briefly, them slowly figuring out how to use their powers, whatever they are. I mean, there's not really a plot from this point on. It's just, they get attacked, they run. They get attacked, they run. Somebody gets badly injured, they fix them in a way that makes them more like the Mortal Kombat character. You get it. I didn't hate this movie, but I sure was bored to tears by it. I think that this movie does as much justice as is deserved by Mortal Kombat. When I was growing up, you played it because it was violent and because there was a secret. If you plugged in the codes, it was really gory and it was edgy and your parents didn't want you to play it. I got that here. There's a lot of people fighting. Powers are used. Hats are thrown. Lightning strikes. There's a lot of gore. And that's what this is. What I will say, however, is that the story doesn't make a damn lick of sense. This movie doesn't play by its own rules. The characters don't play by their own rules. We are lacking kind of the tournament atmosphere here. This is a lot of pre-gaming. Yeah. And <laughs> leading up to a, a tournament that never really happens i guess i'm not sure if they're leaving it open for a sequel or what i didn't stay till the end of the credits there wasn't like the whole tournament at the end right nope. no no, no uh -huh. <laughs> okay people are really anticipating this film and i've been not wanting to say anything i hate being the guy to pop people's balloons ahead of times like i'll let them find out for themselves and you know we're going to go to that period where half to most people are going to be like yeah oh, that was not good but there's going to be that group that diehards that are going to insist no it was amazing and you guys just don't understand or something that will slowly fade and get less intense over time the Snyder Cut! Please no. I don't want more of this. Don't encourage no. it. Don't look it in the eye. Don't acknowledge it in any way, shape, or form. Please no. Just no. No! The big issue why people are looking forward to this is that movie in 1995 is the best video game movie that we've ever gotten. Ever. Like, of anything. We still wait for something to be better than that movie. And I thought all it has to do is have a better budget, look better. But no, the way that you described it, a chase scene, that's what it was. It's like, maybe they're going to run into a better scene eventually, is how <laughs> I felt the entire movie. Like, it was just like a little bit of hope, and then it ends, and I'm like, ugh. Oh. A lot of people are now arguing Sonic the Hedgehog is the best video game adaptation, but I didn't care for it myself. What? Everybody seemed to love it. I thought it was dumb, but whatever. What? Yeah, I let that one miss me. I turned 40 this year. Like, I am outside of the target demographic for some of these movies. They're not for me. <laughs> I turned 50 a little over a year ago, and I'm surprised they let me in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> there should be some new rating. You're too old for this shit. Get out of here. I think the fight started out decent enough. I was like, they're over-edited, but these are some solid performers doing the fights. The special effects are acceptable, more than acceptable. Like, okay, this is fine. But as it goes into present day, there's more and more laziness with the editing room. It gets super choppy. The fights look less realistic. The CG looks less realistic. The completely CG characters I thought looked terrible. Like, Goro looks awful. He was better when he was a claymation in 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he had actual words. And you're right, the plot makes no sense. It's just so all over the, the place. Plot? Yeah, does it even count as a plot? I mean, there's a setting, 
Kind of. <laughs> you know? Ish. A tone. An inconsistent setting, but I mean, yeah. Like, I don't want to get into spoiler territory here, but there is... Can you really? Is there anything in this thing that actually counts as anything new, creative, or <laughs> subtle? No? <laughs> but, uh, like, there's a subplot here that involves finding their secret powers, which is, in the game, is some of their secret moves. And finding your inner chi to channel those. And at one point, they're like, well, this guy hasn't found his secret powers, so, hey, you're out of here, pal. And I'm like, but wait a minute, that guy over there hasn't found it, and you're letting him stick around. <laughs> and I, are you just going to assume it's going to be the metal arms? I, I don't... Where do you set the rules? Like, it's like Sonya Blade's just hanging out the whole time, and they're like, no, nobody can come in here, it's not a tournament. I guess she's hot, she can come in. This is such an arbitrary decision that you made in this thing. No <laughs> women in this club. You're sitting in the corner, we don't have female heroes here. Nah. You're part of the original canon, but nah, you're just, you're here, but you're not here. We're ignoring you. You can't play with us. You can just sit over there and be pretty for a while. You have to kill a man and get the quickening on you. Well, and Sonya, like, horribly mistreated as a character. Like, they give her nothing to do other than just be a device for exposition. Who's a character here? Like, who has character? Nobody. We know the very basic, like, oh, the main character has a wife and a daughter. That's his character. And we know he wants to be good at fighting, but he's just not. Well, no, he, has, he apparently was good at some point, but, like, lost the heart and doesn't care anymore. Yeah. But we don't know why. He just, like, doesn't show up anymore and taps out before he really commits. And that's kind of a thing. There was something that you said earlier. It was, like, the first fights look kind of good. The first fight, the one that was released in 17th century Japan, that one looks good. Cole's first fight is already doing the choppy editing thing where I literally blinked and he had him in an arm bar and somehow ended up in a rear naked choke in the next 30 seconds. I'm like, that's not a thing that can... I said the same thing. That doesn't work that way. I know. I kept seeing stuff like that. There were continuity errors, just little continuity errors sprinkled throughout. I mean, for a film that they knew there was a lot of anticipation for, they certainly were lazy about putting this thing together and not exactly throwing their top talents at it either. I feel like the the writer and the director had an idea of a film they wanted to make, but they kind of half-baked the research behind it. Like, all right, we're going to do this martial arts film. We're going to have martial artsy things. Throw those in there. Yeah, cool. All right, now I know that this fight is, like, not something you can possibly win, but all of a sudden you've won the thing. Now go. <laughs> like, that's the direction. Things just make no sense for anybody who understands anything about the way these things should work. And this writer wrote Doom, the first two Expendable movies, or he wrote the first Expendables. Oh, Stallone wrote this? He wrote Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh, this Ooh. explains why I hate this movie okay. so much. Great. Okay. This makes sense now. Bad news, he's the writer of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, no. There's two other writers on that, so let's hope that maybe they save it, because, like, this is just, it's not even Here's writing. Here's my hope for that movie being a sparkling, shining gem in this year. <laughs> I know, right? So I just said I don't like providing needles for your balloons, but sorry. Sorry, Jennifer. Done. Anyway, let's go to final thoughts. Jennifer, to tell us your final thoughts. Stop itching your Mortal Kombat tattoo. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, so Rob has been bringing me post-its telling me things to say about this movie, and this is a great one, so I'm just going to go with it. Sub-Zero had lines this time, but was about as dynamic as a board with an angry face painted on it. <laughs> that's the film folks if you can't do something better do something different don't just do something different just to flout the original like don't make stupid decisions that have no merit at all and aren't dynamic and are boring and honestly if you did a comparative analysis between this film 
and Nick Cage's Jiu-Jitsu from 2020 who came out last year, I think. Yeah, I think it was 2020, yeah. This year's been a blur already. If you compare frame by frame these films and the plot of them, they are the same. I never thought in my life that I would say that Jiu-Jitsu with Nick Cage was a dynamic and creative movie, but it is more so than this movie was. And that is a damn shame because I liked the games. I played them a lot when I was a kid. I liked the subject matter and I loved the original film. I even enjoyed the second one, shittier though it was. This is a film I watched once and will never, ever, ever watch again. There's no reason to. There's nothing interesting about it other than the first seven minutes of the film. There are way too many plot holes. Why are you going to have a void dimension the whole time that the bad guy can't get to, but you didn't take your characters there to begin with and you just like let them get picked (laughs) off one by one? These are questions that I have. Writer, director, <laughs> why did everybody in this film overact so much? And I know yeah. a lot of these actors are great and they have talent and they're good at their jobs. I'm blaming the direction and the writing. This thing is a veritable shit show of a movie and I am yeah. mad about it. As Harrison Ford said to George <laughs> Lucas reportedly, boy, you can type this stuff, George, but you sure can't say it. <laughs> 2.5 out of 10 janky Jack's t-rex arms that are a shadow of their original self from the original movie just like this movie is a shadow of the that's another thing where it was like the cg on his arms when they're like building them they're like that looks horrible it looks more realistic in the video game (laughs) the fuck (laughs) it looked better in the 80s when it was terminator hands really though (laughs) marco it was cool to see a couple of characters like i didn't expect i would see reiko and natara so they did the research to be like oh yeah Let's talk about those random characters in Mortal Kombat 6 and 7. But we're still going to create a character named Cole. We're still going to create the entire plot. And the biggest weird thing is that Mortal Kombat has had a really good story for three video games now that Tekken and all the other fighting games are trying to copy. It's like when you watch a DC movie and it's like, oh, you make good animated movies. Just copy and paste and do it in real life. But they didn't do that. I have no idea why they made a prequel, why they have a movie called Mortal Kombat and there's no tournament in it. Like... (laughs) I wouldn't have even been mad about that if the story was good, but it wasn't, so I'm mad. (laughs) Now I'm doubly mad. I'm not a big fan of it. I think I'm going to give it the same exact rating as Jennifer's, like 2.5 Kung Lao hats or something. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor! I feel kind of weird now, because I think I was a little warmer on this than the rest of y'all. There are things about this movie that I liked. When it gets down to business, when it gets down to face punching and cutting people in half, both hamburger and hot dog style. Like, I enjoyed that. That was fun. <laughs> Much the same way that, you know, you'd sit there and, and elbow your friend. And it's like, all right, rip his spine out, rip his spine out. And so there was some of that. But like, yes, the major critique I have of this is that the story is just garbage. And I wasn't particularly in it for the story. I'm not steeped in the Mortal Kombat oeuvre. But at the same time, it is really jarring Some. <laughs> some of the plot holes in here and it just doesn't make a ton of sense but if you want to sit down and have a drink and watch some mortal Kombat fights put on the screen i think it delivers in that arena as far as being a compelling story that i want to see another edition of not for me but i am going to probably give it six and a half out of 10 charming Australian rapscallions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want people going, oh, you just like, we're expecting it to be like, hold it on some other type of level. You were holding it to like a weird standard. I'm like, I really wasn't. I promise you. I said I liked the original Mortal Kombat film, didn't I? (laughs) Okay. I wanted a big, dumb, gory, fun fighting movie. And it got dumb. 
and it wasn't fun. I was never having any fun. I wanted to be with it so bad. I was rooting for it so bad, and it just got more and more uninteresting. I mean, maybe if you like watching Let's Plays for like three hours, you'd like this more, but for me, it was just like watching someone else play a game that you don't have any investment in whatsoever. A bad game. A, a bad game and like like i said the fights i couldn't even tell what was going on most of the time because it's such choppy editing like there's gore and it would have been cool if it had looked even faintly real but it was all such terrible it wasn't practical work it was all cg work and it was just bad cg work out of nowhere probably the best way to watch this movie is going to be when it becomes a music video like they edit it into a, a, like a three-minute Linkin Park music video in a month from now. <laughs> and take out all the bad overacting. Yeah, I'm into this now. The only character I liked at all was Kano, played by Josh Lawson, because he's the comic relief here. But man, this movie could have used more comic relief. I mean, some punch-up. Because I'm like, you don't make a big movie, like a big action horror based on a video game movie like this and take it super, super seriously. But that's exactly what they did. And not well. It's so stern. That is the thing. Tonally, it, it is so serious for how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it's serious enough that you can't even really laugh at it. And it's moving too fast. I didn't care for this. I love Joe Taslam. He's one of my favorite action performers out there. He's on the show Warrior. I still insist he should have been the one cast as the main character because he's so good. But he's been in lots of stuff. He's going to be a huge star. And one of the reasons because he's got this face. It's so expressive. You look at him, you're like, that guy has a Hollywood guy face. He's going to be big. And what do they do? They cover it up for most of the movie because he's Sub-Zero. <laughs> I'm going to give this three out of ten Deus Ex Machina endings that come out of nowhere and literally the movie just, when asked for explanation, just kind of shrugs at you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I don't even think this deserves to be called Mortal Kombat. We should all do the thing. I'll edit in the theme song and then we get ready to fight the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I will riot in the streets if they actually attempt to make a second of this crap. Can you riot by yourself? Yes. Is that a thing? Oh, yes, I can. Do not underestimate. Small yet loud. Let us know what it's like to be tased. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair.